Marvel's The Eternals, The Lion King 2019, Halloween 2018. Have you ever wondered to yourself, perhaps there is a bit of untapped potential to this medium of filmmaking based on these three illustrious films? Well, I'm here to tell you that there is a whole wide world of filmmaking out there just waiting to be explored. Welcome to Famish for Film, the home of two pretentious tapeworms that like to suck the fun out of everything. Today we are going to be discussing one of the greatest animated movies ever created, Fantastic Mr. Fox, along with an interview with Cade Tessman as he discusses his love for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of Famish for Film. Today I am joined once again by my very, very, very eloquent guest, Jackson McFadden. Hey, why did you introduce me like that? I didn't like the multiple varies. It seems sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said, oh, Jackson's no. here again, guys. I, I just wanted not. to communicate how eloquent you were. Okay. I, uh, I, I, maybe it's the empath in me, but I'm sensing a little bit of <laughs> The empath, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the psych major in me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Always was a psych early. Well... Perhaps it's the Fantastic Mr. Fox in you, because that's the movie we're going to be talking about today. A good one. Yay. Let's go. Yay, finally. Yay. <laughs> I've seen so many awful movies. Yeah, Ben, this makes me so sad. So guys, Ben just like actually sent me a list of the worst movies ever. And like he yeah. uh, like clockwork orange me with my eyes like clipped open so I couldn't blink while I was watching them. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what happened for this podcast. <laughs> All right, Jackson, you're 30 minutes through sing too now. Come on. Uh, uh, let's so let's start the podcast, guys. Ha ha. <laughs> okay, but back to the matter at hand. So today we are going to be talking about Fantastic Mr. Fox. It is an animated movie directed by Wes Anderson, and kind of a star-studded cast. It's got like George Clooney. Yeah. Owen Wilson. Uh, Meryl Will- Streep, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, it's stacked. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson? No, he's not in this. Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wes Anderson was Weasel. I didn't actually know that. Oh, was he? Yeah, that's fire. Huh. Dang, he was actually like acting in his own movie. That's cool. That's cool. And yeah, giving a good cool. voice performance. But anyways, if you have never seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, basically it is about a Fox family that is fathered by fantastic mr fox of all people and he is kind of in a bit of like a midlife crisis almost where he's trying to settle down with his family and he's trying to actually act like a father who is suitable for his kids and act like a as like a husband who's suitable for his wife but he just has this insatiable craving to conduct these heists (laughs) that go on farmers' lands and just stealing their crops and stealing apple cider that they have, hard cider. Yeah, hard cider. It's stop-motion animated, which I would love to talk about first because, holy crap, is this one of the best... There's some of the best animation I've seen in stop-motion animation. 
What did yeah. you think of the animation in particular, Jackson? Because I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So, you know, there there's always charm when it comes to like animated like films because, you know, you, you know it took forever for those like every frame to be made. Um yeah. but then you get that like twofold basically with stop motion because like it probably takes longer no, it does take longer to make a frame of a stop motion film than it does to make an animated film. And that's that's saying oh, a yeah. lot. And I mean, even though like, you know, the animation, even though it's not like uh trying to uh be as fluid as real life, let's not say that that's what it's attempting, right? It oh, yeah. is so expressive in what they're able to capture, um, what they're able to represent. Like there were times that it's not like obviously it's clay, so you can tell it's clay, but there was times yeah. that I forgot I was watching a movie because it just seemed like the character models were acting or were uh, moving in realistic ways. And I think that mm-hmm. the, the, the movie really shines is when they get really goofy. Like uh, I remember there was a time where they were fighting like the rat, which is Willem Dafoe in like mm-hmm. the uh, cider like cellar. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like really like, love that like character. curvy. Like I guess like his arms are like really like loopy and he's yeah. just like in the stupidest stance. But I just remember it being <laughs> funny because like when they're animating that, like the, the fox is fighting, they it, like, oh my God, when the animals were digging, <laughs> like, and that's great. Yeah. Um, but it's just, this, it, you know, they, they are able to use the actual medium itself to convey, you know, either story beats or like thematic things or like comic or uh, like comedy. And so I think mm-hmm. that just shows a complete mastery over like the, the craft and something that I really respect. What about mm-hmm. you? What did you, th- I, I know you're probably freaking out about that because that's, that's right up your alley, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. It's the one thing I absolutely love about it is it's like commitment and it's, braveness to kind of be something that is cartoony right right and because like there's something like and you're gonna hate me for making this comparison but there's something like kubo and the two strings right like it's very hugely impressive from a technical standpoint like the amount of detail that goes into all of the different sets the particle effects the character designs in that movie and the fact that it looks so vivid and it flows like so seamlessly it's impressive but i feel like something that is just that surgical and something that is that clean kind of almost loses a bit of the magic of stop motion animation to where it it's hard for me to tell like that it even is stop motion animation in a way because when contrasting something like Kubo and the Two Strings and Fantastic Mr. Fox, it's night and day with you can very obviously tell that it is stop motion animation in Fantastic Mr. Fox. But it's not to the point where it's like overly distracting or it kind of detriments the film. If certain strategies that I love that they use to make it look like that is there are so many moments where there's just a close-up on the character and the fur is just like kind of fluffing a little bit and kind of moving ever so slightly in certain places and you may think that that's like an unintentional mistake from the animators and how they accidentally move the models in between frames or something like that but it was actually an intentional choice to kind of make the characters a bit more expressive, make them a bit more alive Mm -hmm. and make the overall style that much more expressive, I guess. Yeah. And 
th- that and the way that they do particle effects like they there's lots of fire there's lots of smoke and water in and this dust movie and, yeah it, yeah and that stuff is incredibly hard to manufacture in a stop motion animated movie yeah but they did it with flying colors like the amount of cotton that they used in this movie and the amount of wiring they had to do to make sure that the cotton kind of maintained its form and all that to emulate smoke in the way and the amount of times they would have had to change that holy cramboli holy apple cider people just for like particle effects like honestly it was that crazy (laughs) like there there was fire and fire is yeah insane like that that it it was crazy they had water fire they had all types of just insane stuff and i'm sure like there probably was a team that was specifically for like elemental effects because they were yeah The same amount of people that worked on Sing 2, yeah, that's who did the particle effects. It's exactly right. Same the amount whole of cast of Sing 2. It's just them. Right? <laughs> yeah, but not to mention the actually really endearing story that they managed to tell. Like, what did you think of besides the style? Because you're very interested in, like, characterization. You're very interested in storytelling, of course. So what did you think of, like, the actual story that they were portraying and the progression of characters and the sequence of events oh oh goodness so yeah this is like right up my alley so they i think the portrayal of like each of the individual characters it felt so you know like there's something to be said about like uh describing characters in a simple way there are like shows slash movies that are able to characterize um like some of their like the protagonist of the deuteragonist and like these really like complex social interactions like one of my favorite pieces of media evangelion they they have mm-hmm. these really in-depth interactions that let you know the core of like who everyone is and how they would react in certain ways but fantastic mr fox i mean this is what almost like a two-hour movie it's not even it's not even two hours and yeah. you know the level of depth that they give each of the characters i mean down to like having individual idiosyncrasies like uh the the fox mr fox he like makes this like clicking and pointing sound and that's mm-hmm. just the thing that he does and they touch on it because you know yeah. it's an idiosyncrasy but he like someone asks like why do you do that and he's like oh it's just like the thing that i do you know and, it, it, <laughs> um, like yeah. his son spitting um there were just lots of idiosyncrasies but i think that very quirky of, it, really and it felt like these were like you know characters like they were people like people that you would meet yeah. because of their personality um but I think that the story uses these characters to just tell a really charming story about, like, you know, dissatisfaction in life, um, talks about a little bit about regrets, a little bit about negligence, a little bit about, like, just all these different great concepts. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, even though they kind of simplified a lot of these interactions down, right, there was, like, an aspect of his son being uh, jealous of his cousin because his father gave him more attention. And it kind of points out how important it is for a, a son to have the love and approval of his father or how mm-hmm. his, um, the, the uh, Fox's like wife, Mrs. Fox, like how she um, sometimes regretted being with Mr. Fox because, you know, he was not a family man. And, you know, they constantly made the point of like, we're wild animals. And obviously right. like, th- there's some depth to be said about like, you know, that some people aren't able to fit within a certain role. Like some people truly aren't uh, a particular like, type of individual and because of that they might struggle in their lifestyle there was so much depth in in what they covered and 
I, I think the fact that they were able to to convey these things so simply, so on, like honestly, so like very straightforward that I'm sure even a, ch- a child watching this movie would be able to at least pick up on them. That is something yeah. to me that, that just, just seamlessly it's too impressive. It's so impressive, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because you <laughs> there's so much subtlety in, infused into the writing at the same time as the tone is just going off the walls crazy and the freaking wife turns into a like lawn ornament just for one shot <laughs> right like, you're really glowing <laughs> it's like, it's like you're really glowing. <laughs> yeah oh and also this movie was hilarious i laughed multiple times so it's good. <laughs> it was good hey that's awesome yeah it's it really is a whole package when it comes to an animated movie it really and is, on yeah. top of all of this one of the most impressive things you kind of touched upon it right there but this is such a perfect like family movie oh yeah like this is a movie i could literally show anyone and i think that they would have they would find something to enjoy from it yep and i literally feel like that's anyone. such a rarity mm-hmm. like, there's not that many movies out there that are able to appeal to such a wide audience as well as be able to actually have you know meaningful artistic expression and right. you know like something to say <coughs> sing too <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But you know, like it's it's interesting because we've talked about it before, right? And you know, I, I think it was uh, Joel who we had on at some point in the podcast. But you know, mm-hmm. he was saying that like by trying to like cast the widest net, you actually take away from the meaning of what is supposed to be like conveyed through the movie. But what Mr. Fox does well is just that. It takes a theme, a, a very relatable theme. Sorry, it's multiple relatable themes. Simplifies right. it down so that it can be understood by anyone, and then focuses on making those things actually relevant, actually legitimate. And I think that that's what movie makers are missing when they don't really get why their wide net is not as gripping as it could be. Mister Fox yeah. is not something that just tries to appeal to everyone. It has a little bit of everything, but within a, like a, a range that seems reasonable for what the movie is trying to convey. But the reason that it appeals to everyone is because you know the experiences of the characters are so real. The themes yeah. that they convey are so down to earth. It's all in so service relatable. of a story. Exactly, and that's what I think. Like a lot of people or a lot of like movie makers are missing, and it's just really refreshing to to have you know that criticism be made on this podcast and also be able to see why we think that that criticism like it can have almost like a defense against that criticism i think that that's very interesting mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's so sad to me how there are because children's movies are such a contentious argument when it comes to the wide array of like film discussion because it's just a kid's movie is <laughs> a vivid widely ringing saying that just spans back to actual decades prehistoric times that dinosaurs were freaking telling each other oh it's just a kid's movie it's just a kid's movie yeah yeah Yeah. it's not supposed to be good (laughs) yeah yeah no you're just supposed to switch your brain off and like enjoy it because your kid's enjoying it but like that saying really just kind of almost delegitimizes movies such as fantastic mr fox to me the movies that actually put in the work and effort to make the wide net that they're casting related back to a story, an interesting story that they're trying to tell to put the work and effort into making it something that's visually appealing and structured in a way that makes sense and flows well and is actually witty with its humor and not just 
resulting to the most bottom of the barrel just oh the minions in a thong <laughs> like wow there's some vitriol there you can tell i there's some hatred <laughs> i hate minions i don't blame you but yeah i hate them not this isn't a podcast about minions Unfortunately. that's coming next next right. year next <laughs> the semester <sequel. laughs> on famous for film <laughs> on famous for minions Today, Mignon. Like, oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, so I won't actually be the co-host. Um, I will have to be removed from this position. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know. Uh, I mean, I'll have enough content with all the other conversations we've recorded to just like edit you into it, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, good. That's what's I like. love minions. Great. <laughs> okay. I just splice together all of the like, things I've said throughout these podcasts. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Well, I guess to kind of close things out, do you have any kind of closing remarks, closing thoughts about Fantastic Mr. Fox by chance? Okay. Uh, one, it's free on YouTube. Um, so watch it. Just oh, it's free it. on YouTube. It is. Yeah, it's really. Um, it's one oh. of those things that's like if you have like a group of friends and you're like, let's put something on. Why not? It's an obvious choice. Everyone will find something that they enjoy about it. That's a really good choice. Um. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's refreshing to see something um, or see kind of like the heart of what makes movies appealing, you know, because it's easy to lose ourselves. And, you know, especially like people who enjoy critiquing movies like we do, it's easy to lose ourselves in what makes a good movie, like uh, these metrics that are very like stark or very like, oh, well, it didn't do this. So we're taking off points. But, you know, Mm -hmm. when a movie tries to be genuine, is this movie perfect? Probably not. Do I have any complaints off, off the jump? also know because you know i i i was on board with what they were doing and Mm -hmm. because it was a piece of art that was able to that was able to connect to me in some capacity maybe not in the same capacity that it was able to connect with you ben like you know i Mm -hmm. was able to just see it for what it was and i think that this when people say like you know like criticizing movies is not always helpful i think that this is a good example of of where that why that they might be saying something like that so Mm -hmm. again if in the future we could all have movies that were really relatable really like honest and earnest with what they were trying to portray and had well good execution and and good jokes that would be perfect but i think that Mm -hmm. it's also cool to recognize that this is just a standout film and that's what gives it its merit so overall i really enjoyed it i think it was a really interesting like i I hate to say challenge but really interesting opportunity for someone who enjoys dissecting media um because Mm -hmm. i I enjoy movies that there's lots to critique and and lots to uh, comprehend about it um, so I really just enjoyed this film. I think everyone should watch it. Um, it has something for literally every group, and I, I'm not saying that just to say it. I truly mean that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's actually kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of really strange like it movie. It's, don't watch it. Six it's kind of bad. Uh, I mean, I guess I'd give it like a 2 out of 10. I'd rather <laughs> watch a Marvel movie. <laughs> rather watch the new Spider-Man, you know. Gosh. <laughs> Man, yeah, completely agree with everything you said. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it, man. I would recommend it to literally anyone. Off the jump, I am having a lot of trouble thinking of anything I don't like about it either, which is a pretty good sign. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen it so many times. It's endlessly rewatchable. Oh, hilarious. Truly. So, so much fun to watch in the sense that, like, the animation always gives you something to chew on. Fantastic movie, honestly. So. And a fantastic fox. Roll credits. <laughs>
Ben, cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, thank you all so much for listening to this portion of the podcast. We will now be transitioning into the interview section where we will be interviewing none other than Cade Tessman and talking about Lord of the Rings. Woohoo! Yay! Yippee! (laughs) Yippee! So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this section, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this podcast. See you soon. Hello, and welcome back to Famous for Film. This is the section of the podcast where we meet up with an illustrious and scrumptious guest to talk about various film pleasantries that they have and various ideologies they have on film itself. And I am joined today, me and my co-host are joined today by Cade Tessman. Introduce yourself, Cade. Hi, thank you so much for that introduction, Ben. My name is Cade Tessman. I'm a communication public relations major. And the fun fact that I always end up telling everybody is I did fencing in high school. Mm. Ooh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with movies. Anyways. Um... <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was I, I've seen mean. the Lego movie. And... <laughs> Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now we know why he's invited onto the cast. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Before Ben invites anyone on, he's just like, "So, uh, what's your opinion on the Lego Movie?" Like, they don't even get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, I very unabashedly wear the Lego Movie as my favorite movie on my shoulder, and I'll continue it's to do childish. so. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Kind of for babies, you know. Mm. This is the deep, the deep psychological meaning behind the movie. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't about me, though. Cade, Mm. I would like to ask you, what would you say is would be like your favorite movie, or what would you say is your go-to whenever someone asks you about your favorite movie, and what is it about that movie that kind of (sighs) puts it above the rest in your eyes? All right, so that is a very tough question. So I always go like, okay, I'm going to have to choose a trilogy. And the trilogy, which is very unique, no one's ever said it before, Lord of the Rings. Wow. (laughs) Never heard of that one, actually. Yeah, it's kind of a sneeze movie. Uh... (laughs) You might have heard about it, maybe. Who knows? I haven't seen it. Wow. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know what to do about this answer. <laughs> what what would you say it is about this very niche indie movie, their indie movie trilogy, I should say, <laughs> that you really enjoy well, so much? You see, what I really like about movies is I'm mostly a plot guy. So mm. I love it when a movie tells a story. And while The Lord of the Rings is kind of the greatest story of all time. Mm. It's go goes across three movies. It's a trilogy, and it keeps me entertained with action scenes. So my dopamine goes off, but also it kind of brings in various influences, like religious influences, mm. but also multiple different plot lines. Which, well, it keeps me entertained. Mm. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, chill. Would you say like you're like into like the classics? Because like that's a really solid answer for someone who's just like, yeah, I want an all-inclusive story. Classic movies, I think they're classic for a reason. 
I like the philosophy that, uh, well, I don't know if this is basic or not, but to be honest, the more popular movie it is, well, it's popular for a reason. People watched mm. it because they liked it. Mm. So if it's not as heard of, then it's probably because people didn't watch it for a reason. That's mm. fair. I mean, Lord of the Rings is basically slept on, so it must not be that good by that logic, you know? Yeah. You know. What is it? Uh... That. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting point, Kate. Uh, what is it? The uh... Lion King 2019 is the highest grossing <laughs> anime movie of all time. Oh, isn't it like... Anime oh, movie yeah, of all time. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it was one of the movies of all time. That it is, is definitely true. a movie of all time. I'll tell you what. A lot of money, I believe, too. Yeah, uh, very expensive. You see, <laughs> remakes are, are probably a little bit different because <laughs> they're completely relying on a movie that was already good and successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just kind of like completely ride off the coattails of like nostalgia and like the experience that people got from the original movie. Yeah, like uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. I could, mm. you could also relate to that. Mm. Oh, is that Last Jedi? Uh, that uh, the new. That was the Force Awakens, Disney. right? Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah, yeah. That one. there you go. Oh well, <laughs> what did you think of uh, the Disney sequel trilogy in that case? If you're not the hugest fan of remakes, usually, because I know that it's definitely a bit of a controversial trilogy in some people's eyes. Oh yeah, that that kind of trilogy. Uh, I had hope in the beginning. And I was like, all right, it was a good start, a lot of potential, mm-hmm. and then they kind of threw it all down the drain with the second movie, mm. and I didn't personally like it. I think it lacked the vision that the first six movies had, Yeah. and while different creators, different visions, different agendas, making money, maybe, mm. personally not a huge fan of those Disney, the Disney yeah. trilogy. Mm. That's a pretty popular like perspective, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It is. It definitely seems like they were more so just like <sighs> trying to make something that would just cast the widest net possible. And yeah. Yep. Be the most like popular thing possible, rather than like telling a cohesive and like genuine story. That seems to be like the problem with like a lot of movies. I think. I mean, not even just movies, but like media in general. I think when you make a piece of art and you are like uh, honest to like the core of what that art is supposed to represent, you end up making a good piece that a lot of people enjoy. Mm-hmm. But when you make something that casts so wide, you know, like if you're not if you're not making the art to serve it itself, you know, it can be popular, but that doesn't make it significant. And I think yeah. that that's like a lot of the problem that we see with like art coming out in the next couple or like uh, the past couple of years recently. It's just. You know, it, it feels so soulless because, you know, things have transitioned to, like, numbers, like exposure, as opposed to having art that tells a good story that people will appreciate because of what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that perfectly transitions into the next question I wanted to ask you, Kate. <laughs> what would you say are some tendencies or, like, habits in modern filmmaking that you are not the hugest fan of or things that you or trends that you see that are just like kind of soiling film experiences for you Hmm. i'd say that uh a lot of movies try to give people what they want and Hmm. as a result they kind of lack the creativity and 
kind of drive that so many movies of old kind of are built upon. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, okay, in order to make this movie, we have to make sure that people want to go watch it. Mm -hmm. And so they try to give the audience what they want, which as a result kind of makes it kind of blends in like all the other films that there are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of a shame at uh, films that kind of the result to the numbers like that. Mm -hmm. And well, uh, maybe uh, not all movies are like that though. There are still some good ones. Right. What's an example of one that comes to mind? That's just like a really good movie that was made recently. Well, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I love the new Dune movie. Mm. That, oh my um, God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that one comes to mind of like a movie that I'm really hyped to hopefully even seen a second one of. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I'm so hyped for that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think that was very well done. Mm. And that's the kind of thing where I feel that if something is strictly made from the source material of maybe a book or something, mm-hmm. then it can do really good. Mm. But if it kind of goes off and does its own thing, I, I find that it often lacks. Mm. Is there any like pieces of media that you've seen where it was based or was an adaptation of like a previous book or like even a previous show or something like that that kind of fell short? And like, why did why did it happen? <laughs> well, uh, to speak from my childhood, mm. I was very excited about the Percy Jackson movie way back. Oh, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> yeah, hey, you poor and, soul. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and it was nothing like the book. No, no it wasn't. <laughs> Neither of the movies. <laughs> so, but they played Lady Gaga. <laughs> they played Lady Gaga in the big they casino. And that was impressive. That was very impressive. <laughs> yeah, I love the filmmaking of that scene. You know what's really but... sad? I think that movie was my awakening. That, like, I... I... I really started to understand that like a movie could actually be bad. Like I think that was the first time I watched a movie and I was like, wait, what? No, this is supposed to be like enjoyable. Like I like this, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I distinctly yeah. remember, I think I watched it like on my birthday and, and I had that. Oh, and I think not on his birthday. birthday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> remember that vividly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never had a birthday since. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I've stopped growing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what, Cade? There's, that kind of brings me to, like, another um, question. I think Ben and I like to ask this because um, basically everyone has their own perspective on it, right? But one of the, the arguments, I, I wouldn't even call it an argument, one of the discussions that I think we go back and forth on mm-hmm. is, like, the core of what makes art enjoyable right so i'm very much uh a person who enjoys uh subject matter uh themes like kind of analysis like that's the part part that i enjoy uh, not necessarily relatability but just Mm. depth of of concept um whereas ben thinks uh for the most part and i'm I'm gonna put words in his mouth here for a second presentation yeah skill filmmaking yeah execution (laughs) stuff like that what's so funny kate uh, What's so funny? It's all true. It's all What's true. What's so funny? No, 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 no. Funny guy over here. What am I, a clown? Uh, huh? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 
after the podcast guest that I invited onto the show so rudely interrupted. Who? <laughs> he looks behind him. Huh? I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, no, I, as opposed to like, and not to say that this is the only thing that I enjoy out of filmmaking, but like sure. presentation, artistry, is just like the execution of ideas definitely like weighs a bit heavier in my experience. So I guess to put words in Jackson's mouth, uh, hey. I would like to ask, <laughs> I would like to ask, what is it about films that you would say really, I mean, you kind of said it earlier with plot, but like, could you maybe go in depth a bit more into why something like the plot or why something else kind of like draws you towards film and make some films much, much more high quality and much more enjoyable to you? Yeah. To put words in my mouth. Hey! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that, uh, well, one thing that's so enjoyable about films is the fact that they can't happen in real life, mm. personally. So mm. I go off and I watch a movie like Lord of the Rings, and I'm so entertained by it because, well, obviously I'm never going to see anything like that in my lifetime. Mm. Yeah. So when they weave it together and make it look and feel so realistic, mm-hmm. it it feels like an experience. And I think that can apply to multiple other different movies. Like, they're the type of movies where I love plot twists at the end of a movie. Mm-hmm. So, oh no, the main character was dead the whole time. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Well, it has to be masterfully done. Yeah. Like, uh, a movie can't just pull something out of thin air. I, I love it when a bunch of, uh, you said earlier, themes come to come together and work together in a movie to sort of pull off something dramatic and interesting to the watcher, mm-hmm. which is really an art that only movies can do with their audio, their video, their cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool, Cade. Yeah, no, yeah, that's for real. Really in-depth answer there. That really like helps us to understand, and I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to that. On top of also it just being like, I don't know, it is amazing how world or movies can just transport you to another world in a way like that, and mm-hmm. it's just like you get sucked into the screen with no hope of going back in any way. So that's really cool. But I do believe that it might be time for us to wrap up, unfortunately. I I wish the podcast could be two hours long, Cade. This has been very <laughs> pleasant. This has been quite the cordial conversation. Thank you all so, so much for listening to Famish for Film. I am Benjamin Dupre. These are my, this is my co-host, Jackson. Bye, guys. <laughs> Send us out, Cade. <laughs> ben, Jackson, thank you very much for having me today. And I was glad to be here. I hope we all had fun today. Yeah. Thanks for Definitely listening. did. For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. Yeah. Um, it's an honor. You're never going to be coming back on again, though. I hope you know that. I don't really. Uh, okay, and yeah, I'll be sending a bill in there. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs>
Alrighty. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I hope that you listen to the rest of Famous for Film, because we'll be having a lot of wonderful guests on, lots of goofs and giggles to be had, lots of Lego movie discussion. It's all here. Uh, <laughs> the whole package, right? Things <laughs> all here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, thank you all for listening. Thank you all so much for listening. A good day, a good afternoon, or a good night to all film lovers listening. 